Oh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my writing process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say about your writing process? So I start, I was going to write this. So what I did was um, boot up some, my classic smut writing music, because I thought I wanted to get into a smutty state of mind, <laughs> is that I go and find some smutty music. Uh-huh. And so I like picked a song I hadn't heard before. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, this sexy. I'm going to get a Bud Light Seltzer. <laughs> The sexiest of drinks. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I was like, maybe I can have a casual drink while writing this. I'm just gonna <laughs> Who's going to know? I'm going to seduce myself. I'm sorry. I'm going to sedu- put on some smutty music for me. And then I'm going to get me a drink. And I'm going to have some fun. And then I started to seduce myself. <laughs> and unfortunately, I needed to take a break for some me time. And I had written maybe... 300 words. <laughs> All background. I'm going to listen to these first 300 words and be like, none of this is sexy. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> it's not. All right, welcome to the season finale of Fine Parents. <laughs> Yay! Uh, or boo? Or boo, question mark. I'm excited it's about it. It's going to be a really soft season finale. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're going to come back every, like three weeks with a bonus whatever, episode. Yeah. Whatever we feel like. Whatever we feel like, who knows? We'll figure it Until out. Until we establish yeah, whatever so, will happen next. Yes. Uh, when, who, why, where. No one knows when we're going to have time. Mostly me. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to have time. Yeah, and 2020 <laughs> so we'll is such a trip. Let's not plan things. Fair. Because I, all of yeah. 2020 has taught us that plans are evil. Fail. Yeah. You just <laughs> If you plan something, your heart will only be broken. When that plan goes to shit. Yeah, exactly. Three times in a row. Right, exactly. Was that so. you that the friend that canceled their wedding three times? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. All right. Well, so uh, on a happier note, um, <laughs> we are going to read you some of the requests that you've given us as thank you for giving us some beautiful five-star reviews on iTunes. So I did not realize this before I was a podcaster. I didn't realize that you can't see the reviews from other countries on your iTunes. Like if you're in iTunes US and you get a review from like uh, Canada, you don't see it. What? Yeah. And people from Canada, I assume, don't see people who wrote from the US. So this person is from Australia. And so I'm going to read the review because most of our listeners are in the US. Um... And I assume they haven't seen it. (laughs) I definitely haven't seen it. A lot of our really good reviews come from, like, Australia. So thank you, (laughs) Australians. I love to think the Aussies love us. That's how when I wake up in the morning the day our podcast launched, we already have, like, 30 downloads. I'm like, but how? It's Australia. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They are ahead of us. (laughs) It's because Australia is, like, a day ahead of us. But yeah, okay. So I'm going to read the uh, review to you. It's very nice. uh, The title is Lots of Fun, Five Stars. I'm really enjoying listening. It's really taking me back to my younger years of fanfic reading. You two have great chemistry, and it really feels like I'm listening to two friends chat about silly fandom stuff right next to me, which is exactly what's happening. That is... I was going to say something sassy and be like, we're not friends, but that would be a lie. We're friends with you. We're not friends with each other. Yeah, we're only friends with the listener. Yeah, we're all... We're, we just tolerate each other. <laughs> I'm usually more into serious podcasts, but I'm loving listening to you guys as like a podcast dessert. I love that. (laughs) Which, like, I totally understand that I get into, like, one, I get into true crime. Two, I get into, like, semi-educate, like, quasi-educational, like, socio-political stuff. Which, like, I feel the, not only do I like it, but I feel the need to listen to it. But it's a lot. It gets heavy. Yep. So then I have to listen to something nice. Just me out in the yard listening to stories about people getting their heads chopped off. Anyway, so, quotation marks. 
Also, if you're doing the 500 word fanfic thing, I'd love to know what you think could have happened if in Harry Potter, if Hermione had a gun, LOL, and parentheses. <laughs> no specifics as to in what situation, or what year, or why, or anything. So love I that. took that very liberally. Yes. And it is by um, a user named Plant Feline in Australia. <gasps> We could be friends. Right? She seems very nice. So thank you, Plant Feline. I don't know your real name. You, this was a really wonderful review to get. And also a surprise, because we hadn't seen it when I saw it. It was like a week old or something when I first saw it. Because I didn't realize you couldn't see Australian reviews. We also had a really nice one from Canada. Uh, anyway, so in my head, and I'll ask this question to you too, because I feel like I prompted you. What scenarios do you picture Hermione having a gun with like if you had to write this fic what places would it happen for your brain I'm imagining Hermione's dad uh likes um pigeon hunting okay in the UK okay and so he tries to like teach her pigeon hunting and she's like kind of morally opposed to having a gun and but then she like when she goes off to school, her dad, like, sends her with a gun. Maybe that's very American of me to be like, take that, a gun with you. I mean, yes, but... <laughs> but, I could yeah. see, okay, from that perspective, though, I could see uh, muggle parents being like, we don't really understand wizards. Yeah. So maybe take this just in case. Like, yeah. <laughs> as, like, a weird power dynamics yeah. precaution of, like, they all come from wizard families, and you barely know magic because you're 11. Like... Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, take this for protection. Something about the way it was written in this review made me think like Battle of Hogwarts. I agree. But I did. Think my that Battle too. of Hogwarts knowledge was not up to par in a place that I was like, I feel like I could do this justice. And also, the first thought that came into my brain was like, gun as distraction, not literally to kill Voldemort, because like that wouldn't actually work. Because technically, guns exist in 1997 when the Battle of Hogwarts happens. Yes, they so. do. They, <laughs> guns were not invented in I, 2001. I don't, I don't know if you knew that, but guns did exist. Then. I was curious about like how guns work with uh, UK as like a social phenomenon, because I know sure. it's very different than the US, but like I took liberties. So then my other big thing was like, you know what was great? That punch in the third book. <laughs> Uh, and so I took that as like mild inspiration. I love that. And so here we go. Uh, a fan fanfic gonna threaten Draco with a gun. Fanfic by me, simply titled Hermione with a gun. <laughs> Hermione's got a gun. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the name. I haven't uh, put this anywhere yet. Maybe I'll probably post it after Air- after this uh, episode. Hermione's airs. got a gun by Aerosmith. <laughs> Don't let that. <laughs> Uh, okay, here we go. I haven't reread this since I wrote it. I'm excited. And I haven't... It Grace is also more than 500 words. Yeah. I got a little carried away. Yeah, Grace wouldn't let me see it. So this is... For all of you who don't believe in movie magic, I haven't read this. No. Hermione took a deep breath as she drew the invisibility cloak more tightly around her. The cloak draped along the floor without Harry and Ron huddled underneath it with her. Her footsteps echoed lightly as she descended down the stairs in the dim light of Hogwarts after curfew. She made an effort to step even more lightly, knowing she would not have an explanation if she were to be caught. Not that nearly anyone would be able to identify the muggle gun she had tucked away under her robes. Can you imagine if you that got confiscated and they're like, what the fuck is this? It's some kind of toy? I don't know. Like, I'm imagining, like, an Arthur Weasley, like, what is the function of a rubber duck? What is the function of a gun? Just they're like, like for having? For having. Hermione shook her head at the thought, wizards consistently undermining muggles and muggle-borns. 
It was for this very reason that Hermione had emboldened herself to sneak out of the Gryffindor common room so late at night. Draco's words still tumbling in her ears from before Christmas holiday. Filthy mudblood. He had spat at her, shoving his shoulder into hers, causing her to trip and fall to the ground. Her standard stack of books fanning out in front of her, her notes ready to be trampled by passing students. Crab and Goyle roaring with laughter, even a group of Ravenclaws snickering at her misstep. Hermione had kept her eyes down, not wanting to give Malfoy any undeserved attention for his actions, but he was encouraged by his minion's laughter. Aw, Widow Granger, he mocked. <laughs> Muggle can't even want to walk. Oh my god, I love this Draco. <laughs> Hermione kept her icy stare towards the ground, collecting the items and hoping to leave the Slytherins behind, but Draco wasn't finished. Why even bother letting her stay here? As if her breeding is any match for mine. Draco scoffed at his friends. Not you- all of us can be inbred, Draco. <laughs> Hashtag Claire if my she was a witch. pure breeding <laughs> from like, my mother and my father's loins. And I'd be, I'd be like, your double eyelids uh, really show <laughs> that you're That second pure. thumb, really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Draco scoffed at his friends. Can you imagine her father trying to go against mine? Uh, At this, he let out a laugh intended for everyone in the corridor to hear. Daddy Granger would be dead in seconds. Daddy Granger is a dentist, so fuck off. (laughs) I'm angry at this Draco you have created. At At this, Hermione turned, cheeks blazing. You can make fun of me all you want, she stood, eyes fixed on Draco's arrogant face. But you do not threaten my family. At this, the group burst into laughter again. Look at how red she is! Goyle pointed at Hermione, keeling over trying to breathe. Hermione could feel tears breaching the surface and turned on her heels before breezing past a group of six-years that seemed to be muttering amongst themselves about whether or not to intervene in a third-year scuffle. Don't. They're babies. <laughs> Fair. But just 16-year-olds being like, ah, oh, fucking 13 year so 16 is like, you're like a junior <laughs> in high school, and this Dealing is like, with like eighth, eighth graders. <laughs> They're all so small. Just, just stop being dicks. I don't know. You're like, is something really going to happen? Should I so. kick them? I don't know. Yeah, right? you're like, uh. Draco was loathsome, but something about this time, no more than two minutes of Hermione's day, had been different. Maybe it was because the holiday was so soon approaching, and Hermione had so dearly been missing her parents. Regardless, Draco's comment had given her an idea. One that would surely put the fear of Merlin in him long enough to give Hermione some peace. Hermione located the steps that led to the stone wall that opened to the Gryffindor common room, her hand ever so gently grazing the pocket of her robes that held the gun, just as a reminder that it was still there. She saw the stone wall approach her and whispered, Septum Vectum, the password she had obtained earlier in the night by an unsuspecting first year. After quickly assessing that no one remained in the common room, Hermione lightly crept over to Malfoy's quarters. She expected he may have obtained a single room somehow, due to his told affluence, but was mistaken. Ooh, you're right. All of Slytherin would be a bunch of single rooms. In theory. Uh, I did research on the Slytherin common room, and they share rooms just like everybody else. Which also, isn't there like a, well, there's only a, there's maybe only a spell to prevent boys from going into the girls' dormitory. That's the only thing that's But maybe she's also not a Slytherin, so like maybe it's just like, I don't know what this is. That's true. Who knows? Who's to? It's not important. There was, there was, there's not a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's on like Pottermore or something, but there, on the Slytherin 
common room wiki, well, there was not a lot of information from like the original Oh yeah, I want to see Draco get threatened with a gun. After quickly assessing that no one remained in the common room, Hermione lightly crept over to Malfoy's quarters. She expected he may have obtained a single room somehow, due to his told affluence, but was mistaken. She noted three other beds aside from Malfoy's four-poster, and huffed in slight annoyance. Muffliato, she whispered, quickly obtaining her wand from within her cloak, causing the unnecessary sleeping boys to hear nothing aside from a drowning buzz. Now safe from potential disruptions, Hermione pulled the gun from its hideaway. Obtaining it wasn't hard. It was an old pistol her father kept safely locked away oh. in an antique box in his closet. I knew it. Fortunately, muggle locks weren't much of a barrier for Hermione anymore. She would typically humor her parents like the rule-abiding child she was, but very desperate times called for rule-breaking. Hermione, gun now in hand, finger on the trigger, <gasps> looked no. for one last moment at Draco's slack-jawed sleeping face before firing the pistol <gasps> Above him. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I witnessed a murder! Malfoy woke with a gasp, flailing frantically for a wand or perhaps to find the source of the noise. Before he could get his bearings, Hermione leapt on top of him, holding him down to his bed. Granger, he said, finally recognizing her, what the hell is going on? You foul excuse for a boy! Hermione hissed quietly, hoping Draco's eardrums weren't ringing too loudly to hear her. She pressed the long side of the barrel of the gun against Malfoy's cheek. Oh! What is that thing? Draco squirmed against the foreign, cold object on his skin, but Hermione kept him rooted to his spot. Get off of me, he demanded, now gaining some strength. Not until you swear to leave me and my family alone. Hermione struggled to hold down Draco's shoulders while still keeping her hand on the gun. Ha! Draco started, now looking at her directly in the eyes. In your dreams, Granger, what are you going to do? Hex me? I'll have you expelled and sent back to the nasty hovel you crawled out of. With this, Hermione calmly brought herself off of Draco to stand at his bedside, her arms crossed, gun lazily held against her. Honestly, aren't you Slytherins meant to be more self-preserving? But of course you would underestimate muggle technology, wouldn't you? Theo, crap, wake up, said Draco, now remembering his companions. Granger's gone absolutely loony. I tried to warn you, Hermione reasoned, but bringing the gun up in front of her and swiveling to Draco's lower half with straight aim... Along with close proximity, Hermione shot Draco <gasps> in the leg. Oh my god! <laughs> a small tuft of fluff escaped the duvet covering Draco's extremities. He shrieked in a combination of pain and confusion as Hermione took a moment to watch the blood begin to trail from the <gasps> mound no, of bedding. No. Discreetly, she grabbed the invisibility cloak and coolly exited the dormitory. She flourished the invisibility cloak over her and reversed the muffliato charm she had placed. The sounds of sudden clamor faded behind her as she made her way back to her own bed. Can wizards do, like, a bullet analysis, like, in Law and Order? Unsure if Madame Pomfrey had ever treated a bullet hole before. <gasps> Hermione Granger! The end! <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking leaves. Can you imagine? Deal with that, bitch. <laughs> Deal with that, bitch. Oh my god, if I was Madame Pomfrey, I'd be like, what do you children is... get into these days? What is that? And I think you probably just like stitch it back together and you're She'd like. She'd probably do a little, like, you know, it's, uh, it's like, it'd probably be a pretty clean shot from that proximity, assuming that like it kept straight. But yeah, just like a little spell. No real harm. They're like, just mass confusion. Considering that, like, kids come in with, like, teeth marks from animals, she's probably, like, not she's, even gonna report this. Harry's whole arm was <laughs> boneless. And they were like, <laughs> and they were like, that's chill. Uh, I mean, this sucks. You gotta fucking regrow bones, but you know what? Yeah, like, it's not that Madame Humphrey will be, like, unable to heal him. It's just that he'll be like, I don't know what they, I don't know what happened. <laughs> he'll just be scared. 
Also, if if he's like, Hermione shot me, everyone else would be like, um, that didn't happen. We didn't hear nothing. Well, also, like, he doesn't know what it is. So he'll be like, she had a, a, a thing. She had some kind of weird wand and wordlessly did a spell that Ooh. blew up my leg. <laughs> oh, that's true. And everyone will be like, are Hermione Granger? Fake news. Sounds fake. How did she get into the common room? Yeah, so Hermione with a gun. Thank you for that suggestion. Uh, what was it? Plant feline. Plant feline. I thought I was going to say something with flowers. Plant plant feline from Australia. Yes. <laughs> I hope you're the first to listen to it. That would be great. Yeah, you get to hear this before anybody else because it comes out when you're awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we are still sleeping. Yeah. Okay, okay well, now we're going to get into Claire's fake fiction. Yeah. Route. Uh... For a long time, probably the longest time listener, her friend Trisha. Dear Thank Tr- you, Trisha, for being such a good fan. Dear Trisha, this is my love letter to you. Also, I have a question. Do you want to run our fan Twitter account? Because I don't want to. And if you're into Twitter, it sounds like you really like live texting Claire reactions to this podcast. So if you want to live tweet your reactions to this podcast, I think that would be stupid and fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, Trisha was our very first um, five-star review that, like, she always was the first one to listen and, like, live text me all of her thoughts and feelings. (laughs) All the answers to the questions that we say uh, (laughs) out loud. Yeah, and then she's like, she's like, I googled it, here's the answer. And then she's a couple of times been like, haha, you should write. Did she ever find out what the term was for a person who's an adult who is overtaken by a guardian? Because I still don't know the answer to the question. Award? Yeah. Yeah, I think she texted me that. Because I was like, I don't know. And then I just got like a random text that was like, ward. And I was like, what does this mean? Uh, and yeah, anyway, Trisha like has okay multiple times been like, haha, you should write a fic for me. Before yes. we even offered to do it. And then so finally when I was like, hey, you deserve a fic what would you like me to write for you mm-hmm. she was like i want you to write a fic about me meeting adam driver and like it's awkward because like i've read too much abo fic about him mm-hmm. and those for the uninitiated abo is alpha beta omega it's like a universe idea where people are sort of born into being like an alpha a beta over omega i think sometimes they think they're a beta, but then they end up being alpha or omega to, like, either a more superior person or not. Do people... F- okay, because I, I know about this trope, but it's not my thing, so I don't yeah. read fix, so I don't yeah. know the nuance of it. Yeah. Is it that, like, you're born and you, like, figure it out along the way of your life by just, like, how you act? Or, like, does it, like, come upon you in a dream? Or, like, a I think- nature walk? Like, what? Like, how... How does this work? It's like it initially kind of came from like, like child, werewolf. Could, yes. Like werewolf age. And so it's like as a child, if you're like an extrovert who is mm, like, okay. who's like a leader and you might also be physically bigger okay. and like, it, there's so like. there are like key, or, or yeah. is it that the characters don't know, but it's like referenced in the like author's like third person language for the reader? Often they do know because okay. the, because the other part is like alphas and omegas Mm -hmm. become like a mated pair okay like how penguins mate for life why do people like this trip i'm not being an asshole i like legitimately want to teach our few viewers that don't know about these trips um (laughs) 
one, it's like, it's a very like faded, like love story kind of thing where it's like you could be going through life as an alpha and you don't know who your Omega is or vice versa. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I've seen it a lot as like, that is how it's explained um, mpreg, mm. male pregnancy, oh, okay. is that an alpha can impregnate any omega. Okay. Even if he's... Where in... do betas fit into this? Betas are just like a sad side profile character. <laughs> they don't get anybody? No. Really? They get other betas, maybe. But they, like, unfortunately won't have, like, a faded... I thought there was, like, some element of, like... Because now, my, exa- now my brain is on Twilight, so I'm like, yeah. oh, like, Edward is the alpha, and, like, Jacob's gonna fight... But he's yeah. a beta, so it's never going to happen. Or, like, I've read different things. Different fics I've read with ABO is, like, sometimes betas are with other betas. It's just, like, they don't have, like, the I imprinted on you, uh, like, oh, an okay. alpha and an omega. Oh, so it's not okay, like they okay, live, okay. like, a sad life. It's, it's just, just that there's not the fate. Yes. Aspect. Okay. And I think some people have also expanded into you thought you were a beta, but mm. you just hadn't risen into your power as an alpha. Okay. Or vice versa. In the, I guess, do you know the answer to this? Is Adam Driver an alpha in most yeah, of these? Yeah, of course. I don't know how it works. He's a, he's I did, a lanky man. I did ask her, like, is he... Who does he... he get paired with? A lot of it is the Star Wars fandom, and mm-hmm. so it's, like, she's he's paired with Rey. Yeah. Or, like, I'm sure there's some where he's paired with, like... Something weird. Poe or some, something. Yeah. Something I don't support. Mm. Not... <laughs> I'm just a... I'm just a, a Raylo shipper. What can I say? That's fair. Anyway... The fic is called Alpha Beta Charlie Driver. Okay. As in um, the phonetic. Yeah, which ABC is, Driver. It's that technically it's Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah, I just needed a Beta title. would also work. Yeah. Alpha Beta Charlie Driver. And <laughs> just for reference, I wrote it all in second person. So you can self-insert. <laughs> so. Great. It's just like Fight Club. You're welcome. <laughs> You collapsed onto the rickety bar stool that served as the employee break room in the back corner of the restaurant's kitchen. After several hours on your feet, it felt good to sit down. The bar stool could hardly be considered comfortable, but if you leaned back against the cool cement block wall just right and braced your legs, uh, your leg against the opposite wall, you dangled precariously close to comfortable. I think that's all we got. And then I had to dip out. <laughs> <laughs> Three sentences. What can I say? I seduced myself. <laughs> The dinner rush had finally wound down, and you felt entitled to the break you had been meaning to take two hours prior. With a practice hand, you crumbled Triscuit crackers over the packaged tuna salad you brought. It was a trick you had developed to make it easier to eat your tuna with a fork. That left your right hand free to scroll on your phone. Only a couple of thumb jabs later, and you found your place in the fic you were reading. Just a little light smut to get you through the rest of your shift. Thank God the kitchen got good Wi-Fi. You heard your name called. I'm on my break, you called without looking up from your phone screen. Your manager's hand appeared out of nowhere and pushed your phone down from your vision. You gave her a grumpy pout as you finally looked up at her. Sheila, I haven't had my break yet. There's no way we've gotten a second dinner rush, you whined. Send someone else. Trust me when I say you'll be crabbier if I don't let you work this table, Sheila said, her eyes shimmering with excitement. You let out a growl of frustration and dropped your foot from the wall. They had better be really good tippers, you said as you pocketed your phone. I hope you get more than just a tip after this, Sheila said with a wink. Sexual feeling myself <laughs> i am a shit and i put a lot of innuendo in this no because... i'm gonna i'm gonna feel them out yeah <laughs> sheila said with a wink table seven he gave her a weird look but pushed through the door to the dining room the arches of your feet were still sore from the long day but it's not like you could say no to sheila 
Table 7 was located around a half wall that had once distinguished the area as a smoking section of the restaurant. Now that smoking was banned inside restaurants, it made working Table 7 a pain as it was obscured from the rest of the restaurant, and patrons often got upset when you forgot to check on them. Why Sheila would think you would want to man the most difficult table in the restaurant was beyond you. Maybe you had done something to piss her off. Welcome to the Windmill Cafe, he started your usual line, barely registering the circle of faces. What can I get started for you all? I think we'd all just like a glass of water to start, said an all-too-familiar voice. Familiar? You blinked as the gears in your brain turned as slowly as your eyes did to find the source of the voice. Why was that voice so familiar? A pair of the darkest brown eyes you had ever seen were trained on you. You had studied those eyes before, read about them countless times. It was the pupil of his eye that made the soft, almost amber-brown look more like the bottomless darkness of a lake, the light lost to its depths. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so dramatic. (laughs) You hadn't ever truly believed that one could fall into the depths of someone's eyes, but you could feel yourself falling. Falling. (laughs) Adam Driver. Just imagining, like, a waitress, like, kind of just, like, stumbling without going anywhere, just, like, standing... A shiver ran through your body as you physically shook yourself back into your present body. This wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. This wasn't some fan fiction. This was your real life. (laughs) What did I just say last episode? What did I just say? When you said that, I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no. I did that. It's funnier in this context. It is. I agree. I did that intentionally. Because I'm ah! uh, shit. This was your real life. An Adam Driver or no Adam Driver. You were going to have to pull yourself I together. I want Josie to find that clip of me saying that exact line and insert it here. It, nothing like ruins a movie musical faster than someone being like, hey, why are we singing? Or uh, when uh, someone will be like, oh, this isn't a movie. Why are you guys doing this? Oh my god, I hate that. You're like, it is the laziest writing you can say in a movie. (laughs) This isn't a movie. This is real life. (laughs) All right, continue going. (laughs) This isn't some fan fiction. This is real life. Bring it to me. Continue. A round of water for the table then, you said with only the the tiniest (laughs) hitch in your voice. Are there any other questions about the menu, or should I give you a minute to look things over? I think we'll take another minute, thanks, said a voice that didn't belong to Adam Driver. (laughs) Anyone else? Then I'll get started on that water and give everyone a minute, you said, physically peeling your eyes away from him. Your your body felt like a vehicle you were controlling rather than your own self as you moved jerkily back towards the bar area of the restaurant. Molten, anxious heat filled your belly as a buzzing in your ears made you worried you might faint. Were you going to faint? Maybe you were about to have explosive diarrhea. Maybe you'd have to be sent home. Sheila was in the bar area with a grin that split her face in two. So? She squealed as quietly as she could. Aren't you glad I assigned you that table? It's like one of your fanfics brought to life. (laughs) Two points. Double. You were speechless. How could you explain what you were feeling? How could you explain to your manager that this was simultaneously the biggest gift and the biggest torture she could have given you? For the rest of the shift, you would have to school your features around him to make sure that he didn't realize that you had pictured him countless times naked in your head. Worse than that, you had read countless fanfics that that painted him as an alpha in the all-too-classic ABO fix that you'd grown to prefer. I know what he's like when he imprints on his Omega, Sheila. (laughs) She She wanted to blurt out. 
I've read about him in a king trope that sets higher... <laughs> that sets hierarchies based on a biological role that decides who has sex with who. And now you want me to just treat him like any other customer? Yeah, you definitely couldn't say that. Yeah, I'm glad you picked me. <laughs> you managed to squeak out. Just make sure you don't ask for a photograph or anything until he's done eating, Sheila said, giving your arm an affectionate squeeze as she left you to fill the glasses. You balanced the tray of waters on your hand and took a deep breath. You could do this. You could be a professional and just do your job. Adam was just like any other customer. Get in. Get out. Be courteous enough to get a big tip. Adam Driver's Aww. tip. Adam Driver's tip. You didn't even look up from the glossy surface of the table as you doled out the round of waters. You were focused on your job. You could do this. Have you made any decisions yet? You asked as you pulled out your notebook from the pocket of your apron. We did actually have a question. No. It was his voice. That meant you had to look at him. How many garlic knots come can in the appetizer? Can you do your best Adam Driver impression? Just like the deepest voice you can do. It's so deep. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Say how many garlic knots come in the appetizer. How many garlic knots come in an appetizer? <laughs> it's not good. But that's what I got. Oh, do you want me to it. stay in that voice? No. <laughs> how many garlic knots come in the appetizer? Knock that ship out of the sky! Like <laughs> Ugh, like it, ugh, it sounds like you're gonna gag almost. Like ugh, it's so, ugh, deep like throat, deep throat. My own voice. Deep I throat get your it. own voice. How many go? That was closer. How many go? <laughs> it was close for a second. I know. I can't sustain it. Is the problem? <laughs> how many garlic knots come in the appetite? It's that I don't know how to closer. do his voice. That was closer. <laughs> how many garlic knots come in the appetite? I don't know. Adam's driver's soft smudge of an eyebrow was poised perfectly up at a question. Uh, no, knots. You croaked. Oh, God. Oh, God. He was asking you about knots. <laughs> Why is that sexual? You will see. Oh, no. Your eyes darted down as a sliver of his tongue swept out to wet his upper lip. Mm. You forced your eyes up from the soft stubble that dusted over his face. But where to look instead? Certainly not at the pulse of his neck that countless other omegas had licked and bit. <laughs> There's six garlic knots in each order, you said as you exhaled. A dimple appeared at the corner of his mouth as he spoke. You blinked, and the dimple was burned into your retina, as if it hadn't already been imprinted on the surface of your brain from all the love interests that had lost themselves working to make that dimple reappear. Now that I'm not on my Star Wars diet, I could easily eat six myself. He laughed. <laughs> his laugh rumbled low in his belly. Shall we get two orders, then? His companions agreed, echoing his laughter. He turned those mirrored pools he called eyes back, <laughs> back your direction, and you shuffled your feet uncomfortably in his stare. He could probably see what you were thinking. It might as well be branded on your forehead. I know what you're like as an alpha. <laughs> Two garlic noddings, then? <laughs> oh, no. What is nodding? It's a thing. Is it's it a, a wolf thing? It I is a like... wolf thing. Oh, no. Do you, do you know what nodding is? I, I know it's a thing about penises. Yes. But I don't remember what it is. It's when, during intercourse, oh, no. your penis, like, tip, or the whole penis, mm -hmm. grows inside. And so now it's stuck. And you have to wait until it decreases in size. It's to it's to encourage like fertilization in like wolves, okay. or like or like cats have a barbed penis yeah, for the yeah, same yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So it's that. Mm, mm -hmm. So she's thinking about nodding. Gross. Two garlic noddings. Then you said. Then choked as you realized what you said. I mean, two orders of garlic knots. You were quick to correct yourself. The dimple appeared again. A set of parentheses framed his mouth as a smile split his face, as if what he said next was an, in, was an aside in a stage production meant only for you. Thanks. He said, <laughs> he said simply. Uh, I'll go get those. 
knots started for you, and you can see if there's anything else you'd like. He said, stuffing the notebook in your pocket as if it concealed a secret. Because of the nodding! Mm -hmm. He nodded, and you nearly fled from table seven. You felt ashamed to hear the poetic waxing of fanfic writers in your head, and now knew they had only but scratched the surface. You felt your skin heating as you could overlay, you could already overlay his voice into the countless fanfic declarations you had read. And as you know, I did an accurate fan Adam Driver voice. Yes. So now you all can hear it. We all know. It felt too intimate to have explored his naked body through the words of another and to now see him in the flesh and almost know what his body would feel like under your fingertips. You knew too much (laughs) and he knew too little. There was a power dynamic that almost begged to be equalized for fairness. But no, you thought. But no. <laughs> you, could su- you could suppress all the memories that were not memories of raking fingers through the soft waves at the nape of his neck. You could focus on the here and now and not on the image of beads of sweat running along the tendon in his neck or the way his soft eyebrows drifted to the outside of his eyes when he was relaxed. You could make it through this interaction, just like he was any other customer, even though you had never read smut about another customer. Focus on the garlic knots, not the image of nodding with Adam Driver. <laughs> And, and that, my friends, beautiful, was Alpha Beta Charlie Driver. I love it. Where was it supposed to go after this? Because you told me you wanted to continue. Yeah, if I had had like ten thousand words, <laughs> I would have. So many. I would have like there would have been like many interactions that were like this. I would have just like very erotically continued to. Um, Visually undress Adam Driver. No literal smut, only mental smut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it's, funny. It's that you can't, like, if this if he's a real person, you can't be like, let's go to the bathroom. But you can do the thing where it's like, uh, you start slipping into a dream sequence without telling the audience and then burst yeah. back. That's yeah. fun. No, so I was going to do that. There's going to be a lot of accidental hand touching, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. pass the receipt. Yes. A lot of things that sounds like are sexual if mm-hmm. you're, like, seducing yourself, yes. but, it's, <laughs> but are not sexual but to a normal person. Um, more references to like ABO, probably like maybe somewhere wolf stuff, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I was just going to like visually mentally fuck Adam driver, Mm -hmm. but like without doing it, there was going to be a lot of, a lot of the whole time. He's just a man. He's just a man. (laughs) And it's just me commenting on his forearms and just like undressing him with his, with my eyes and what's so interesting is i've only been awakened to adam driver within like whenever this last star wars movie came so up until that i was like i don't get it i don't get him and a lot of times i still slip into that and Mm -hmm. then i like reawaken and then i'm like oh yeah i forgot i forgot (laughs) all right so that takes us out of season two claire how are you feeling about (laughs) this podcast i'm 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 sad we're gonna take a break but also I know we'll be back. I'm glad we've opened ourselves up to the idea of uh, bonus content between the seasons, which hopefully will actually happen because that sounds fun. Yeah. And nice. No, I'm excited. And I'm glad that we're getting more fans that interact with us and send us fun things. Thank you, everybody, who has uh, sent us uh, an email. Those are always super, super fun. Or Instagram message or tagged us in your stories. That always takes me by surprise because I forget that people like do things like that and right. it's nice <laughs> it's just a nice little pat on the back it's nice. just like a, and it happens on like random days and yes. it just like makes me delight yes 
And every time we get reviews, it always makes me so, so happy. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. Even when I just see the number go from like 23 to 24, I'm like, yes. I like that's like a... Another person. Another person. <laughs> makes, they like us. They really Someone like us. us. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been very, very nice. Um, yes, especially to everyone who has found our podcast recently. Uh, I know. I looked at the numbers. You guys went back to season one and listened to that too, <laughs> which I really appreciate. There's some... <laughs> Interesting choices in season one. I think season one is great. It is great, but I love all... season one and all of its flaws. <laughs> it's our, you know, as my parents say, kids are like pancakes. They never, the first one never turns out. That's fair. And that's season There's one. Almost no editing. The audio quality is bad somehow, regardless of having but the I same do... microphone now. Yeah, but I do. I still do love it. I will like my child. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. as much as you're like, hmm, we're getting better in our. As we age. age. We're figuring out how to parent. But um, <laughs> but those I'll, mistakes were fun. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to listen to our youth. Now that we're that young. Back uh, all of last year. <laughs> In the before times. Before times. Before quarantine when we were but children. But children. <laughs> before we knew the harsh ways of the world. Yes. All right. So, yes, continue to send us all your fun things. Um, tag us in your stuff. Send share us, us emails. With, That's share us with fun. your friends. I think last week I said to send us what the first smut was you ever found. Do you have, like, another fun request for people? I was going to say, I was like, the smut one's fun. Because I was like, otherwise it'd be like, what's your first just fanfic? But I want another, like, weird one. Maybe, like, the fanfic you read before you realized fanfic was fun. I'd be like, first. what's the one that converted you to fanfic? Oh, yeah. Because I, cause I will say that when I read that um, Bilbo Smog fanfic... It turned you off. It turned me off. And I was like, this ain't for me, bro. And then it took some rehabbing with some other fandoms for me to be convinced that fans fanfics were fun and not gross and weird <laughs> not just gross and not just gross and kinky and then i started was then i was rehabbed enough circle all the way back around <laughs> yeah that i was like you know what maybe i will read this smog so i what's the send us your story of how you were like either re how you were got converted to mm -hmm. fanfic mm -hmm. what was the fic that made you be like you know what or the ship or the yeah yeah be like i'm into this I like it. That's fun. All right, yeah, send us all your fun things while we plan for season three, upcoming eventually. <laughs> <laughs> when we have the time. Yes. Uh, so, yes, connect with us on Instagram at podcast at gmail at findpairingspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, there's another thing. TikTok, obviously. TikTok. Uh, continue watching our, our stupid stuff on TikTok. Not sure what we're going to do on TikTok, actually, now that we don't have social previews to put out. Maybe we'll do, like, actual videos with our faces. We'll find something. We'll do something. All right. Thank you so much for all your support this season. We love you. Uh, we ship you with us and each other. <laughs> I ship you with us. <laughs> yes, I ship you with me. Mine fine, <laughs> my fine pairings is you, and a, tall grass, a tall glass of Grace, and a short glass of Claire, which is funny because Grace oh is the short God. one. <laughs> oh, but uh, yes. Uh, thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.